Welcome to Tech on Deck podcast brought to you by Fidelity Investments. I'm your host, Maureen Olajars, Domain Leader, Software Engineering, and Adam Ely, Chief Information Security Officer. Each episode takes listeners inside the walls of a fintech industry. Anything from cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, cloud, and crypto, to the intersection of product and technology. Tech on Deck breaks down the topics top of mind for technologists today. Plus, we'll give you insight into the exciting and challenging careers in fintech. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Tech on Deck. I'm Adam Ely, the Chief Information Security Officer here at Fidelity. And I'm Maureen Olajars, Head of Software Engineering at Fidelity. And we're here today with Chris Melia, who heads up our Corporate Technology Group in Fidelity, as well as Suzanne Heidelberger, joining us from our Fidelity real estate company, of which we fondly call them FREC. Um, so today we're really excited to talk about the future of work at Fidelity and some of the innovations and the ways in which we work are changing and bring that to you. So thank you. Thank you for joining us today. So Chris, I see you all the time, but super excited to actually be able to talk to you a little about uh, your personal journey, but your team. So I think you've been here 15 years with the company. Can you tell us a little about your journey and, and what your team does here at Fidelity? Sure, sure. It, it's great to be here, Adam and Maureen. Um, thanks for, for having me. So yeah, I've been at the company for, I think it's probably closer to 20 years at this stage. Uh, and I've had a number of roles across a number of our business units. So my career started off in what is we call our workplace investing or WI business unit. Uh, in, a, in a number of technology roles, at some point I moved over to the brokerage technology organization and got to build a lot of great software for the clearing and custody business and the RAA business. And about seven years ago, I moved to our enterprise technology organization uh, and at some point took over as the CIO for corporate technology. So corporate technology faces off with a number of partners across the enterprise, whether it's legal risk compliance, whether it's corporate services. So across that spectrum, uh, we get to work with a number of uh, fantastic partners that represent HR and real estate um, and uh, finance, uh, accounting, tax, treasury. I could keep going on and on down the list, but no two days are the same, and that's really the aspect of the job that, that I love the most. Now, as far as the team, uh, we're broken up into roughly four product areas that deliver technology for all those partners that I talked about. So it's a really interesting, uh, eclectic mix of tech, and it's something that I really love uh, being a part of the organization. So what I'd like to do is uh, speak with you, Suzanne, and you are in corporate real estate, which is very different from our technology groups, but as a really uh, thriving business, could you tell us a little bit about, tell us about what Fidelity Real Estate does? Yeah, fantastic. So thanks so much. Um, we have about 10 million square feet of real estate, and that is owned and leased spaces, that's data centers, that's investor centers, corporate centers, really around the world. And so what my team does is um, all aspects of leading the experiences in that space from deciding how much space we need to where it should be to what kind of design should go inside, uh, building the space, running the space, keeping the space clean. Uh, we run the cafeterias, the fitness centers, um, and we also have uh, services like hospitality and um, really across the board. It's amazing. Uh, you know, our vision, our, our statement is um, 
We create uh, spaces and experiences for our associates, our business units, and our customers to thrive. That's what we do. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it gets me thinking, Chris, you know, Suzanne works in real estate, you work in tech, somehow y'all work together. And I'm fascinated by both tech and real estate, sure. but I know very little about the intersection of the two. Sure. Can you tell me a little about how do y'all work together? How do your, how do your groups work together? Yeah, I would say, you know, we're very lucky in that our groups work together very effectively. Yeah. And, and, and that's a direct result of, of them working hard to work together to deliver. So sometimes the timelines are not elongated. Sometimes they're very rushed and we have to do things right. So, you know, when I first started working with Suzanne, I think we were we, we met for the first time and, and the listeners won't see the air quotes that I would do for met. But we, we met on Zoom. Uh, when su- shortly after Suzanne joined the firm. And I think, you know, we very quickly built a very healthy collaborative relationship uh, across technology and across real estate. And again, I think the teams have really invested in that in that delivery. As far as what we do, you name it in the context of real estate. So we have a lot of Internet of Things or IoT sensors throughout our buildings that collect information on the temperature and light and, you know, whether there's movement. Uh, we have a lot of data needs as far as who's coming in the buildings, how long are they there, what are they doing. We do all the basic things that Suzanne talked about before, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, dining apps and, and, you know, what's on the menu and how do I order food and what time can I pick it up. So there's a lot of really amazing, uh, really interesting things that we do across technology and across FREC. And again, it works because our teams just quite simply work very well together. Yeah, we had our, um, I remember our, our, my real estate technology team puts together a roadmap. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I first joined, I said, okay, we're talking about so many different things. Just put it on a list for me so I can see it all. So they put together this roadmap. And then Chris and I started to talk about how our teams work together on each of those line items. And there are probably 15 line items just for live projects going on. And that's what started to build really our strategy for how do we resource it? How do we prioritize um, to make all of these things turn on for fidelity. It's kind of cool. Maybe if we pull on that thread, you, can sure. you talk a little bit more about some of the innovative work that you're doing? And, um, you know, because the collaboration is real. We can feel it here in the room. Sure. And I think, you know, just talk about some of where you're headed with technology. Sure. And I think, you know, there, there's a lot that we're doing uh, to click on, I guess, reentry, and, and it involves some of our HR partners as well. But we knew we, uh, at some point uh, after the pandemic, we would have everyone starting to come back into the office. As you said, we have 10 million square feet. Did I get that number right? Mm-hmm. 10 million square feet of pretty phenomenal space that associates are coming back into. And, and there was a question based on how we're doing reentry. How do we fit uh, associates in the various space across the various locations that we have? So we implemented a yield optimization optimizer, right, that allowed us to plan all of that reentry. It's something that I don't think anyone else is doing. No, it's a with, crazy program. It, it yeah. really is. And, and again, the, it's not perfect, but it does a really nice job of, well, we want to have a thousand people coming into Raleigh, uh, you know, on this date because that's when those groups work together. And it's important that they're together for things like quarterly planning or senior executive visits. And this optimization tool takes all of the inputs that we put in there and, you know, through match trial and error comes up with, well, we can fit the thousand people on this week and this is the right time to have the meeting. And again, I, I'm, I'm great, you know, significantly oversimplifying what this does, but it's essentially a yield management algorithm that really has allowed us to reoccupy our buildings. Yeah, I mean, built from the ground up. To figure out this kind of, you know, like if you think about a building as like a 3D puzzle, it's like a Rubik's Cube, 
but not just with the sides, all the insides too. And so this optimizer allows us to actually decide what groups are going to come together, where it's important for them to be next to others, and um, and then for us to be able to communicate out to our associates, here's when you're going to come in, who's going to be there with you, all of these things. The optimizer is amazing and built from the ground up, sure. literally. Um, and I don't think any other company in the world has it. I, I agree. And again, we it's something it. that we're continuing to invest in, right? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're learning from this and, and we're getting better. It feels like every time we do yeah. an optimization run. So yeah. something that we're pretty proud of. Yeah, I think we want to automate it more in the future. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, sure. Can we talk a little bit about the collaboration, the ways in which people work? Um, I, I think that we heard about the optimizer and I think that's great on one level, but how people are working, how people are working and how you're responding to that. Well, we get uh, a lot of feedback. You know, this is what we love about working with smart people at Fidelity, that they, they give their opinions and they're very thoughtful. And so we take that feedback, roll it into what are we going to do next? What's the next most important thing? And so uh, you want to talk about the onsite hub? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, another, you know, as we were bringing people back into the office, we realized that we had to be, you know, very planful about casual collisions and, you know, people's time in the office. And so we built a mobile application, both in iOS and, and Android, um, that really seeks to do a number of things, right? One of those things is, is Suzanne in the office today? Can I search for Suzanne? Uh, is she going to be in the same office that I'm in? How do I set up a meeting with her? How do I reserve space? How do I look at my scheduled time in the office? So there's a lot of really neat features um, that you know we've baked into this, this mobile tool. And at this stage, I would say across iOS and, and Android, we're probably looking at about 12 12,000 downloads uh, you know, across those various stores. And we're looking at probably about 1,000 people using this tool on a daily basis. So it's very much early adoption, uh, very much an opt-in process at this stage, but it's something that we're very excited about. And there are a number of features that are coming in down the line. So we're going to be playing around with wayfinding in our Merrimack location very soon. Uh, pretty soon you're going to be able to order food off this mobile app. Fidelity News is already on this mobile app. So again, whether you're on the iOS platform or the Android platform, uh, this tool really helps associates be planful about their time in the office. And again, you know, make the most out of that, that time spent together. Yeah, we really took a kind of a soft opening approach. So, you know, inviting a few people in and then letting word of mouth spread as we get the feedback about what else could we do with this? What else is important to our associates, um, to our businesses as they're coming into our spaces? Then it gives us the opportunity to start to build out and consider how we can uh, provide more and more and more optionality and functionality into this program. It's very, very cool stuff. Yeah, and I think the other thing, you know, with technology, I think we should be anticipating the needs of Fidelity's associates. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do by watching how the on-site hub is used, what people do with the on-site hub. We talked a little bit before, or I talked a little bit before about Internet of Things and sensors throughout our buildings understanding the patterns and where people are and how long they're there, not at an individual level, but at an aggregate level, really helps us, I think, produce better real estate services for yeah, the associates. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that, that actually is, uh, brings to an interesting question, Suzanne. We talk about tech and how tech makes it better for people when they're coming to the office, and, and we're in this hybrid mode. But I have to assume, and really I've seen it by walking around, and I think I scheduled an event while your team was trying to do construction recently, so thank you for accommodating that. But there's a lot of change to the physical space that's being married with the technology. Can you talk about how you're, you're planning and thinking about physical space while people are in this hybrid 
environment coming in the office and, and using it differently. Yeah, so interesting. And um, it's rolling out um, in a lot of different ways. And as we moved uh, out of the, as the pandemic came and we kind of threw everybody out, we all kind of had a scramble. How do we all work? What do we do? As we come coming back into the space, we have that opportunity that our old muscle memory has shifted now. And we are adopting working flexibly, uh, flexibly, uh, being collaborative, uh, grabbing technology, and actually demanding that it works in a consistent, universal way um, in our office spaces. And so that consistency, really, really important. Um, but how people work, we want to adapt. We want to be flexible. We want to be able to move in and out, have available what we need at the time that we need heads down time or quiet time or collaborative time. We want to avoid long lines in the cafeteria. That's annoying. But having that buffalo chicken available to me and never running out is important as well. So, you know, just really being able to provide what people want when they want it. Um, And not just the technology, the equipment, not just the physical space, but actually the services. Having our hospitality teams there to be able to show people how to get things done in the most efficient way. Or we're human, we forget things. Having the opportunity to have a space where we can go and say, hey, I forgot my charger. Could you could you give me one? Sure, where you're sitting, we'd actually bring it to you. You know, um, providing those surprise and delights in, in your day. Uh, providing those opportunities for people to come together and say, hey, you know what, it's Valentine's Day. I heard there were brownies downstairs. Let's go get one together. Making those little surprise and delight moments, they, they really mean a lot. It's not just the technology. It's not just the bricks and mortar. It's the warm welcome, the fun farewell, the human services. That's what people are looking for, and that's what we're trying to provide in the right way. Yeah, and Suzanne, that's that's one innovation that I've loved since you've been in role in the sense that you implemented a hospitality function. And these resources are in all of our major sites. And when you come into the building, someone looking at you saying, hey, good morning, it's good to see you, that, that really starts the day off on a really... Sure does. And I know that's not all that they do, right? They anticipate the needs of the associates, and sometimes they're bringing snacks around. I just think it's a really nice touch yeah. and something that I haven't seen in many other corporate environments. Well, I agree. I think it's a, it's a differentiator. It really just removes friction from our day. I will say when I when I first experienced that, the, the, the associates over there for hospitality, I was very confused. I was very delighted, but I was very confused. I thought that I had done something wrong, right? Or, or I looked lost. And then I walked away going, this is the nicest company ever. Um, but it was really nice because, in fact, I was lost, and they helped me figure out where I needed to go. So, uh, and I will say, I've never seen that anywhere else. So I just set to second what Chris says about that. So while we have you here, sure. is there anything else that you want our audience to understand or know? You know, there's so much going on. You've shared so much with us today. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, another, uh, we didn't talk about this innovation, and this is sounds like a really small thing, but it's making a very big difference. So we, again, during the pandemic, when we were all outside of the office, anticipating what it would look like when we did come back into the office, again, back to that, we wanted to make sure that the associate interaction on site was a very planful thing. So I implemented, uh, you know, and the corporate technology team implemented what we call nudge capabilities. And what we mean by that is when I swipe my badge to come into the office, 
a little bit later, I get a, a Teams message, and that Teams message says, hey, Adam's in the office today, Maureen's in the office today, Susanna's in the office today, would you like to set up a meeting, send them a Teams message, you know, reserve space that's near them. Now, what I can tell you is I turn this on uh, with Adam and many of the other enterprise technology CIOs without telling them. So we had a meeting on site. Uh, Adam received this nudge, and I can just tell you, when the chief information officer is making a beeline across the room to ask you a question, that doesn't always end well. But Adam, uh, you know, I think the exact quote was, this is very cool and creepy technology. Thanks for implementing it. Again, when the CISO says that to you, you, you have to pay attention. But back to and that. And you move to another floor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I, yes, I'm sure Adam's opted out at this stage. No I'm kidding. Adam is still involved in the pilot. But I use it. I love it. I, it, it it's actually been really great. And again, it's a very small difference. But again, as far as making meaningful time on site, um, again, I think technology can play a role in that and, and we're making a difference. I think one of the areas I'm hearing you touch on, people aren't here all the time, right? So there was a, a period of time where we we're all at home and we all know human contact and all of that. So I'm, I'm pulling through that. I'm pulling that thread through on everything that you're saying is that people are looking for both right? They're, they want to be able to have the flexibility and then you're providing the services, the brick and mortar, as well as all the collaboration space services and things like that so that they can make the most of their time when they are in their office. Yeah, I totally agree with ease, yeah. that flexibility and just having what, the, what is wanted, what is needed at the same time. It's, it's a really big deal. Yeah, and I, and I think, again, there's a lot of people that are, are working at this, right, to make it the optimized experience. So, you know, during the pandemic, uh, we had to implement a number of technologies, one of which was con automated contact tracing. I think we were, you know, pretty innovative in that regard. And again, making sure that when we're in close proximity with one another and if you know, someone eventually comes down with some type of infection, we could tell people in an automated way, hey, you were in close proximity to someone, you may want to work from home for a few days or, or whatnot. So, you know, I think uh, the data and the reuse of all of that, again, we're not using that data to understand where Adam is and where he's walking around the building. We're using it to keep people safe. And again, I think we've we've seen that on a, on a consistent basis that we're collecting this data Data, we're using it uh, fit for purpose while protecting associates' privacy. And, yeah. and I really like the investments that we've made in that. Yeah, I think the collaboration has just been amazing. I mean, certainly Chris's team, my team, but also with security, HR, ER, um, really across the board, the dynamic working team, uh, senior management support. That's what really allows us to keep innovating this journey of continuous improvement and uh we're going we're gonna to keep going. Sure. And I think our investments in, like I said before, the Internet of Things, more sensors that determine what the temperature is of a, a the last thing we want is an associate calling Suzanne's organization saying, hey, it's too humid in this section, right? We, we have sensors that are there that now detect that and put it all in a centralized data repo. And I think we can react, you know, based on, on some of those sensors. Mm -hmm. So I think the movement into that era is what really excites me for data and for reuse. Again, anticipating the needs, the space needs. Uh, and, and the needs of our associates. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, there are a lot of areas for innovation that we can use this. You know, technology and the way that we look at sustainability. I mean, measuring humidity or, you know, being hot and cold, that's kind of very static. But when you think about how you can drive better uh, outcomes for your carbon footprint by using the data, that's really exciting. You know, with our organic farming, how do we drive growth, literally, 
mm-hmm. in our organic farms by using data to be able to, you know, uh, allow that to happen. Um, I think there are a bunch of different areas, particularly in sustainability yeah. realm, that we can really work together. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. That's probably a whole other podcast. It, it probably is. <laughs> and it would be time well spent. All right. Well, to bring it back to a little bit more of a, a human side, not to make it all about work today, you know, uh, a game I like to play with some friends if I'm at dinner. So imagine you're at dinner and you're going to tell your favorite or funniest work story, something that's that's gone on in your career here uh, at Fidelity. What would that be? Uh, Chris, start with you. Sure. Uh, that's great. Thank you for uh, allowing me to go first uh, and not have time to think up what that story would be. By design. But, but yes, well done. Uh, but all kidding aside, I would say I'll start with just brief, quickly, uh, favorite story would be, um, you know, when we, I was in the brokerage technology uh, part of our organization. And I, I took a role in a part of the organization where we were starting to lose clients based on some outdated technology and some things that we hadn't invested in for years. We invested in this technology for four or five years and, and really dominated the, you know, the market share and the business that we wanted in that particular business, right? So as far as technology goes, that was probably one of my most, you know, satisfying moments in the sense that we made investments, technology uh, delivered a lot of capabilities, and those capabilities allowed that clearing and custody and that RIA business to do really well. Um, really, really fun story, something I'll never forget. I would say funny story, uh, and it, this happened uh, in the context of just after the pandemic, we were all trying to come back to travel, and it was a new thing, and we were going around our sites uh, you know, here at Fidelity. Uh, and I, I like to take the early morning flight, so it's typically dark when I leave my house. It's typically dark when I get to the airport. I didn't realize I, I put out a gray suit and a, a navy blue suit when I was getting ready to travel, and I wasn't paying attention uh, when I was getting ready. So I walked away with the gray pants and the navy blue uh, suit top. So I don't know that many other people could figure out that I was wearing two halves, uh, you know, of, of different suits. But of course, me walking through the airport and then the you know the next day of meetings—that's all I could think about all day—is I'm going to be found out as having you know I'm the the tech technology leader that uh, wore two different halves of the of two different suits so that that's uh, you know I'm bearing all in this context Adam so I figured you would want to know that story and I'm guessing you'll use that against me oh uh, yeah I, I will we'll have conversations about dressing yourself later right. um, that's a pretty interesting one right there Suzanne what, what comes to okay, mind for well, you I, I am old I've had a lot of jobs um, I've been in real estate a long time and crazy stuff happens in real estate so um, I've been uh, on a construction site in Russia, in Moscow, uh, looking for new space, not with Fidelity. And um, they have a saying that, uh, you know, they start building the building in steel. When they run out of steel, they go to wood. When they run out of wood, they go to bread. And so there was a construction elevator up the side of this building. And I was there. I brought one of my direct reports with me to Moscow. She's really excited to be uh, looking at this new site, and I looked at the construction elevator, and I turned to her, and I said, I'm going to call her Anne. That's not her real name. <laughs> and if you don't want to go up in this construction elevator, I completely understand. So uh, that's probably one. Um, another was uh, we knew a hurricane was coming, not at Fidelity either. We knew a hurricane was coming. We had a brand-new site in Florida. It was going to come direct hit right over where we were. Um and so I was in command center. I had uh, a team, uh, we commandeered the jets 
the corporate jets to take supplies down to our team members um, and their families in, uh, it was in Sunrise, Florida. And for five days after the hurricane, we brought tarps and water and batteries. And we were able to get, uh, because our building had generator power, we could get the cafeterias to work. So we could provide meals to all of our uh, colleagues and their families, three meals a day during this time period of complete power outages. So it's kind of the good, bad, and the ugly, you know? Um, I hate water, floods are brutal. Um, and we're dealing, after this cold weather in Boston that we just had, we're dealing with some of that um, really across the board. Oh, that's amazing. I have learned more about the intersection of tech and real estate today and real estate challenges and maybe some elevators to never get in uh, than I thought I ever would. So thank you all for that. Suzanne, Chris, um, it'd be great to hear some of your best things around your career and how you've thought about it and maybe just share. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, maybe just to start is that I think what's made a difference for my career here at Fidelity is just the ability to move around business units. So we have a, you know, a number of business units that serve different aspects of our customer and our client base and being able to shift around those business units and have new experiences. Uh, you know, it's really made a difference for me and I think, you know, provided a well, you know, well-grounded viewpoint in how this company operates and how we serve our customers and our clients. What I would say for those out there listening, uh, thinking of making a move into technology at Fidelity, if you want to make a difference in our customers' lives and our clients' lives, if you want to make a difference in the associate experience, we have roles for you. So whether it's data architecture or data engineering or data analysis, data science, whether it's software engineering, uh, whether it's infrastructure and operations, we play around in, in all of those areas and, and we have a pretty amazing technology portfolio. So if you wanna make a difference, I really think uh, Fidelity offers you, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, unlimited opportunities to look at various aspects of the financial services business, look at various aspects of the workplace business, uh, and again, it's a pretty exciting career that I've been I've been very proud of, and and I really enjoy uh, being a part of this ecosystem. Suzanne, I don't know what you think on the real yeah, estate. Yeah, I think side. everything you just said you could say about Frack also, but um, you know, I think it's not a, it's it's not a ladder; it's a jungle gym, and grabbing those opportunities, put more tools in your tool belt, experiences, skills, and um, grab opportunities. Don't be afraid. Like if you think that you can get it done, give it a go, and uh, and and uh, figure out a way to say yes. I think well said. I think one of the other things that I'm very proud of is we have a, a My Career Center, right, in most of the major uh, sites here. And and I d set aside a couple hours a month. Many, many senior leaders across the firm do the same. And I never know who's going to book these appointments. These appointments are 100% for the associate to talk about their career, uh, you know, bounce feedback, uh, you know, on, on career options and how they can progress through the jungle gym. So it's a, it's a pretty exciting thing that I think, I don't know if other companies do this, but I know we do it very well and it allows associates to move throughout the organization and again, pick the, the business problems that they want to solve in the tech environment that they want to be in. It's a pretty exciting thing. Yeah, Freck just opened up a new one in Texas. Really nice. Suzanne, Chris, thank you so much. We've learned so much during this time and uh, look forward to seeing what our associates think and you know having some other folks hear about it and realize Fidelity is a great destination. Well, Maureen and Adam, thank Super. you for having us here. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Tech on Deck. We hope you enjoyed the episode. 
you haven't yet, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you to our listeners and recording studio and editors who make our episodes possible. To learn more about tech opportunities, head over to tech.fidelitycareers.com. See you next time.